Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Reframe.fm. It has been two weeks since we, you've last heard from us on Spotify. Uh, last week, we did an IG Live on our personal Instagram accounts. And for those of you who tuned in, we hope you have enjoyed what we had to offer. And inshallah, we will be back on our weekly schedule from today onwards. But before we begin, uh, allow us to say a few words. Uh, because many things have happened in the past few weeks and it can become a somber thing. Uh, it can bring us a somber mood as we become increasingly, increasingly aware of the injustices that are happening. Uh, but however, let us continue to practice kindness and respect to everyone around us regardless of our differences. Welcome back to Refrain.fm. We are currently in, I think, is it, if I'm not mistaken, the second or third week of Shawal. So, Selamat Hari Raya, Ma'amud Zahir dan Batin to everyone who is um, still with us and listening to our podcast. Um, yeah, it's been, a, a lot of time has passed and yeah. um, as all of us already know, CB has officially ended. So, as of 1st June, um, the circuit breaker restrictions have ended. However, we are still in phase one of the post-CB phase. So it's still a lot of social distancing and it's still a lot of um, healthy practices that we need to uh, adhere to. But inshallah, soon, once this phase is over, then we will move on to phase two, where inshallah, we can hopefully, please, 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 please go out and meet people, although not in huge crowds, but you know, at least we can see people physically. Yeah. So that's definitely, I don't know about you, Hakim, but that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> and course, then inshallah, after that will be phase three and um, so on and so forth. So yeah, inshallah, keep praying for the condition of um, the COVID-19 situation so that all of us can resume life as we know it, inshallah. So Hakim, it's been um, a nice break for us, huh? As university students. A very student. long one. <laughs> a very, right? very, very I mean, long one. <laughs> talking about Ramadan all the way until the first two weeks of um, Hari Raya. Um, I think uh, just to kind of recap, um, for some of you who may know, we, uh, as NUS students, kind of finished our exams in Ramadan, right? Mid-Ramadan, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mid or early Ramadan. Mm -hmm. So it's been quite a long while since we finished our exams. And yeah, I think all of us are at different points of our lives right now. Some of my friends, I don't know about you, Hakim, but some of my friends have already secured some jobs. Yeah. Some are still looking and some are still... Um, Relishing in their free time and enjoying their holiday, and mm -hmm. that includes myself. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever really, this holiday really, is, la. <laughs> I'm really, really enjoying my free time as a quote unquote graduate of NUS, and yeah, I'm really enjoying the time to reflect and kind of just relax. But um, I don't think we can relax for long because, um, as some of you already know, today is 3rd June and something that is on our minds, I think, especially as uni students, are the grades that are going to be released, right? Hey, when are they going to be released? On the 9th of June, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. They'll be the same for NUS and NTU, if I'm not wrong. So 9th yeah. of June is, if we look at the calendar, it's next Monday or Tuesday. Around there. So it's either yeah. next Monday or Tuesday. So yes, yes. yeah, um, I'm sure amidst our break and amidst the jobs that some of us have, have already started, um, a lot of us are thinking about this, um, especially 
our fellow friends who are in the same batch as us, the graduating mm-hmm. batch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really think about it, this will be the final, final result slip that we'll be getting um, in our whole, for our whole university life. So yeah, 9th June, come 9th June, we will receive our grades, which, you know, will kind of um, give us an indicator of how we've performed in the past semester. So yeah, um, I think thinking about this, honestly, okay, Hakim, honestly, it makes me really nervous because this is the final result slip that we're going to get. And yeah, I think as you know, and as some of our friends know, I don't know if you've mentioned this before, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of crazy on the grade side. Yeah. Like, um, as much as I try not to obsess with it, like, it's honestly something that I constantly think about, especially with when it comes to, like, performance and, like, the letter grade at the end mm-hmm. of the day that we get. And that's only normal. So I think that's um, just a little glimpse into what we are going to talk about mm-hmm. today. So basically, um, I think I just wanted to, we just wanted to explore the idea of how exactly do we look at grades? How do we yep. perceive them? And what to what extent does it affect, you know, the way we think? And how can we navigate this? Um, tricky idea of grades and performance, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to education, mm-hmm. right? So, Hakim, like, um, why do you think Singaporeans or maybe students like us um, really obsess over grades? Like, do you think it has something to do mm-hmm. with the way we are brought up or our education system? What do you think? Definitely, in terms of uh, the, our focus on grades, it has always been uh, ingrained in us since the very beginning. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners understand that how much stress or how much pressure our parents put on us to achieve good grades. I mean, mm-hmm. for, for example, I have since primary school onwards, we have PSLE, then after that you have O-levels, for some we have N-levels, and then poly, and then JC, A-levels, and then also until now, university, where every single part of our lives are always focused on grades. And I think like it's because of our culture, being an Asian culture, I mean, we have always uh, put on uh, the focus on grades dictating our future. Because mm-hmm. for everything that happens in the future, it will very much depend on the paper that we have. Even though for now, there seems to be, to be some contention about that. But mm-hmm. I'm sure since it, since it was in our parents' time, uh, they had put so much pressure and so much stress on achieving good grades. It has uh, trickled down to our generation also. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's a wrong thing. I mean, <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely, we have to uh, disagree that grades play a part and or grades can be a bad thing but it's it's uh, it's something that uh, we have to deal with and it's something that mm. uh, over time with uh, time uh, the definition for success for example uh, might change with regards mm. to grades or with regards yeah with regards to grades basically yeah i think like especially living in singapore where like it's i mean this is something that everybody knows it's like a rat race all the time right so mm-hmm. for many people grades are something that um can actually get you ahead, can actually give you an advantage yeah. because it shows, I guess it supposedly, quote-unquote, shows mm-hmm. um, how well you can work, how hard you can work and um, how determined or motivated you are. Yeah. So um, definitely, I think we talked about this the last time. It actually affects a lot of things like mm-hmm. um, where we should go in terms of institution, what interests yeah. we should pursue because of the success prospects mm-hmm. and definitely um, what we should invest our time in. So mm-hmm. um, I think definitely it has impacted our thinking a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe I just want to ask you personally I mean since we can only um, what do you call that draw on our personal experiences for you personally like as a student throughout your lives how exactly do you regard grades like for you yourself do you think it plays a huge part in your thinking or are you the kind that you know I don't really care I'm just going to do my best and stuff like that yeah Uh, I think but before before that uh, I think I'm just going to say a few things like for example like Singapore has been a meritocratic country where our Mm. our society is based on meritocracy basically whoever that puts in the hardest effort will get uh, whatever they reap. Uh, 
we'll, we'll mm-hmm. read whatever they get. We'll read mm-hmm. whatever their effort is. <laughs> and so because of that, uh, it has it has been ingrained in us that we need to work hard regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. there are also other societal things that uh, that can play a part which we don't really take into account. For example, like your socioeconomic mm-hmm. status, opportunities that you have, uh, mm-hmm. even your race and your religion, for example, may play a part in, in whatever mm-hmm. that uh, meritocracy, quote-unquote meritocracy can like you can benefit from meritocracy or not but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I mean uh, for me I mean I've always been the same kind of student uh, like uh, I mean like, every other, like for example like every other Singaporean student lah, which is to fo- put focus on education and stuff like that mm. uh, because of my parents they are also declining to always uh, pressure us to study hard every single time mm. every single examination and they reward us whenever mm. we get good grades or school mm. that's when we don't but mm. I mean I start to realise as of late uh, I, I'm most likely, I think I guess I'm speaking for myself uh, most of the time yeah. because like, I I only realized at the at the start of university that actually grades don't play a huge role in for me in my life because I feel okay. even though it is important grades you are required to get good grades so that you can graduate with a good degree with a good mm-hmm. uh, what's it called merit is it yeah merit or yeah. for example you can get a first class honor second class honor so on and so forth yeah and then that will determine whatever your future is going to be like. And definitely mm-hmm. that is something that I have always been, I have held on to for the first year and the second year mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. But I think I, over time I realized I, my, my, there's a paradigm shift in my, paradigm shift like that I realized that okay. uh, it's not that important, I guess. I mean, it is important, definitely. And it's mm-hmm. up to debate. Definitely it's up to debate, but. Yeah, up for debate. Up for debate, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> by the end of the day, I realized that, um, uh, there's also other aspects of education that is more important mm-hmm. than mm. just good grades. Yeah. yeah. I think for yeah, Noah, I can speak more about the, how grades are important, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think um, maybe like just to give a bit of context, like I was from a madrasa. So um, I guess definitely, although our institutions are different, because Hakim was from a secular school all the way, um, I would say that grades played a huge part because um, I think there's always this idea of getting ahead and I think that is something that has been ingrained in my mind since 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 I was young. Like this idea of like, you know, it's not necessarily that you want to beat others, but you know for yourself that you need to be ahead in order to, you know, stay ahead mm. of the game. And although this mindset may be unhealthy and um, uh, some people may, sell, may say toxic, like I think that's really how the environment has kind of shaped the way we think you know and so every time we do something it's kind of like um okay i need to do this to survive you know there's that survival yeah. mentality yeah so um i definitely i think to lay down the foundation of this discussion this is something that we definitely need to acknowledge you know the fact that the reality is that is how our education system some of our older generation parents like that is how we've been raised you know definitely yeah. this is not the same for every single family but by and large i think a lot of people um, will agree with me so yeah, I think definitely for me, definitely it has <laughs> affected my thinking a lot. So I think a lot of my friends can vouch for this, which is like, I'm very great obsessed and I'm not proud of this, but it's definitely something that I notice about myself. Like um, whenever I get something back, I'm always concerned that the grade should match my effort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I, definitely, definitely. Okay, I put in my heart and soul into this, I studied like 5 million hours and you know, I feel like I've put in like quality effort in terms of like consulting the teacher and everything. I feel like I should deserve a grade that corresponds to yeah. that, you know? But then again, like, as we will discuss later, like, this may not necessarily be, it may not necessarily be as linear as that kind of, yeah. um, ex- that kind of relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, I'm, def- <laughs> I'm definitely guilty of, like, um, obsessing a lot over grades. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I don't know. I feel like uh, I was going to ask Hakim, like, do you have any examples from your uni life that mm-hmm. kind of taught you that maybe grades are not everything or some of the things that you've learned to kind of shift your perspective away from being grade obsessed? I think... Like, for, for example, taking... Yeah, you know, I mean, me, you, you, you take exposure mods that are yeah. not life science. Okay, so for example, like life sciences for... Because I'm a life science student. So for our major, we require to take uh, unrestricted electives. Basically, they are electives or modules that are not related to your subject matter at all. So, for example, mm-hmm. like for me, I've taken a lot of uh, arts modules and also mm-hmm. uh, public health modules, which are totally unrelated to my uh, science, mm-hmm. uh, my science modules. Mm-hmm. And I feel th- this is the fundamental reason as to why NUS allow us to take uh, unrestricted electives, because mm-hmm. it is for us to explore the subject matter, subject matters that are outside of our field of, uh, mm-hmm. field of work. And so... These kind of things allow you to explore other uh, subject matter and it also allows you to uh, see what kind of interests that you have outside of just science, for example. I have always been a creative person. Uh, for example, I'm, creativity has always been something that uh, I like to do. For example, I've been doing photography for a while and then after that, I'm, I'm slowly getting into design and stuff like that, even though I'm a science student. So uh, the arts modules are actually something that are, that are very enticing to me. Uh, uh, for the first time ever, I took you know, a film module with Nuha, I think, with Nuha and a few friends. <laughs> yeah, a film module. And I remember it's because that. Of that. Yeah, it's because of that interest that, that that's why I decided to take it. If it's mm. not for an interest, right, I wouldn't take it. If it's just for the grades, I wouldn't take it because I know that mm. I'm not a good student in terms of writing. Mm. Because, for yeah. example, like a science module is very facts-based, but an yeah. arts module is very... Uh, writing basically yeah, yeah you first have the skills to answer questions to infer to, <laughs> to, to do a lot I have a funny story about this like I remember like this is the very first like film slash like FASS mod that Hakim yeah. has ever taken and I think we were quite young I think maybe year 2 or yeah I think year 2 Sam 1 if I'm yeah, not mistaken yeah. I, I don't think it was year three, so it was quite early on in our uni years. And I remember, like, in the beginning, where like our prof would ask us, like, you know, because FSS questions are very broad and they're very open ended. Then Hakim would just be like, "Huh? So what's the answer? Huh? What? How can answer like that? Huh? How can the answer be two answers? You know?" So it was this very interesting yeah. kind of like exposure to how. FASS students actually think, you know, the fact that there are multiple perspectives and everything. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, like, okay, I'm not like <laughs> insulting Hakim, okay? I'm just reminiscing, you know? That, like, <laughs> um, like Hakim was like struggling as he was writing essays and stuff like that. And like, you know, that really made me appreciate the different modes mm-hmm. of learning that different students go yeah. through, you know? Like, sometimes I take for granted that, you know, art students are so exposed to, okay, how to write this, how to do a thesis statement and everything. But like for arts, for science mm-hmm. students, it's very... Facts based and evalu- uh, what do you call that? Yeah. Uh, calculation based and yeah. everything. So yeah, um, actually I had a question based on this, which is, um, you know, knowing that you are a science student and yeah. knowing that you are entering an exposure module filled with art students, which are who are obviously you know in mm-hmm. a way experts in this field, mm-hmm. um, did the notion of failure like ever come into mind for you when it comes mm-hmm. to deciding what module to take because I think if I were in your place I would be very scared to take on yeah. these mods because I know that hey, actually I'm at a disadvantage mm-hmm. because I'm a science student you know so did that not ever you know come across your mind because I feel like it's kind of brave for a student to take on many many modules that are not related to their major and I don't know if yeah. I can do that so what do you think? I mean for for arts modules for example uh, I have always been interested in it la. so it the thought of failure has it has 
I mean, I would be lying if it had, doesn't come to mind lah because definitely you want to maintain your grade at a certain level, for example. Mm. But again, that's where the where NUS comes to help you lah, which is your as mm. you are able to ask you the module, for example, if you're not doing well. Mm. And definitely there is that fear of not doing well, especially when uh, I remember at that point of time when I was one of the first few lectures in uh, mm. the film module. So the professor was asking as to how do you infer this particular scene? Then everybody was wondering as to how to how to infer and stuff like that because then they come up okay. with uh, a lot of uh, funny, funny explanations. Yeah. And then there's, there's this one year four girl, I remember, she's an English lead student or something like that and then she started okay. to infer it so complex. <laughs> and it, it was so complex. Eh, of Her inference was so complex and nobody uh-huh. and nobody understood it, like how she can come <laughs> to that point. Uh-huh. But again, it was accepted by the professor. So I guess that was something, <laughs> something that us students do. <laughs> uh. Probably they talk a lot of nonsense and then it just makes Excuse sense me. so at that point of time <laughs> it was my first time okay so at that point of time I didn't really understand what's happening uh. but Alhamdulillah uh, over time I began to enjoy the module uh. so the thought of failure over time is not no longer is no longer there because as long as you're enjoying the module yeah. why do you care about the result I mean you would care about the results but not as much as you would have if you if, yeah not yeah. as much as you would have lah uh. So if mm. you enjoy the module, do it. If it interests you further, just do it. Mm. And the grades will come, inshallah. Uh, like really, the grades will come, inshallah. But even if you fail, there is that option of assuming. For example, those to uh, our listeners who are year ones, year twos, and maybe even year threes. Yeah, you don't have to be fearful, I feel, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah I feel like um, yeah. that's also something that um, we kind of forget, you know, the fact that mm. university is a place for us to learn. Um, and like specifically, these exposure modules are designed for us to explore other areas beyond our major. You know, I think I was sharing yeah. with Hakim the other day that I have this one friend who is also from the science stream, like she's in chemistry, but then she has taken like so many different kinds of exposure modules from psychology to yeah. geography to like other things. And honestly, as an art student, like that really, you know, I really respect that because it shows that you know, the interest and the sincerity to learn um, far outweighs the possibility mm. of failing or far outweighs the possibility of, you know, being disadvantaged by um, one's position of expertise in learning. So, yeah, I think that's definitely something that I need to work on because I think, okay, I don't know if I've mentioned this before in maybe the first episode, but I'm someone who is, <laughs> I think all my friends know this, I'm someone who really knows like what I like and what I know I can do and my strengths yeah. and everything. So I think I use that strategy in my uni life in especially in choosing my modules also. So I think Hakim would know, like, I spend a lot of my electives on literature literature modules, not purely because I know I can score in them, which yeah. obviously I still don't know because the results <laughs> are not there. But the fact that I know I like them and I know I can yeah. do them. Yeah. So that's a huge factor in my choosing these mm-hmm. modules because I know I will enjoy them. So why would I take any other modules, you know? Mm-hmm. Which obviously is a flaw on its own. But for me, like, that's how I strategize and that's how I want to maximize my uni life. But for those of you out there who you know, you feel like you can afford to expand your interest or, you know, you feel like you kind of want to know a little bit more about something else, be it geography or philosophy or whatever. Yeah. I feel like university is the best time to do it because like really as, Hakim, yeah, as Hakim was saying, like we shouldn't be scared now because now is the time for us to try. Now mm-hmm. is the time for us to, you know, even if it's for us to fail, it the failure comes with that added exposure that we wouldn't have gotten yeah. without trying, you know? And I think definitely this thing is easier said than done. Like, as yeah. Singaporeans, or maybe as students of, like, our, what's the word? Our upbringing. Obviously, success or this idea of doing well has been ingrained in us. But mm-hmm. I think slowly, like, this idea of learning and exposing ourselves to different things should also be 
part of our thought yeah. process and part of our consideration. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it it we empath we em- empathize empathize with, uh, mm. for example, those students. I know I understand that. I think both both of us understand that there are some students mm-hmm. or some listeners that are worried because of their grades. They are worried mm. about. Uh, keeping that certain cap and they cannot sacrifice yeah. a certain number of points for example for their cap because they are maybe they are struggling in their, mm. even their core modules and stuff like that mm. but definitely in the option for you guys to select your unrestricted electives it should be primarily driven by your interest because if you're mm. interested in it you will be driven to do it mm. I feel I mean that is what um, I mean that is the current uh, paradigm now uh, which is for mm. example if you want to do a job don't find a job that that is something that you don't like. Fi- try to find something mm-hmm. that you like. So it's the same. Mm-hmm. The same thing applies uh, in uh, in choosing a module. So for example, like uh, if you are interested in the arts, if you're interested in film, for example, just take a film module, try out maybe. And uh, if mm-hmm. you're interested in, for example, philosophy, just do philosophy. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> so on and so forth. Huh? Philosophy again? Philosophy. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? <laughs> you sounded uh, semi atas. Of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. Anyway, but, yeah. So it is. I a, think, uh, yeah. yeah, I think to be yeah, but definitely um, in addition to what Hakim said, mm. I mean obviously to be realistic and to be grounded in like the reality of a social yeah. situation, I definitely would not deny that grades and this fa- this prospect of failure mm-hmm. um is not at all a part of our lives, you know? And I think, like, maybe to share, like, a bit of my experience, especially in my thesis, which is obviously my most recent experience, this notion of failure, right? Like, okay, I get it. Like, it's so, so real. Sometimes the magnitude is, like, something that you cannot even describe, you know? Like, you are so scared of what the potential outcome may be, and that's when your brain starts to imagine the worst possible scenario. Like, I think for me, like, I, I don't know if I've shared with this with Hakim or on the podcast before, but, like, Okay, so for everyone's information, like a thesis is worth three level four mods, okay, in NUS. So a normal level four module is five MCs, but a thesis is 15 MCs. So if you were to like put yourself in an HD, honest thesis student's position, this magnitude of the thesis is something that is really huge. And if you really think about it, like performing horribly on your thesis would mean that your cap would totally plummet, you know, like, you know, if you just imagine it. So just imagine if you get like a C, then your whole cap will drop by, I don't know how much, you know, like a lot. So I think for the most part of my thesis journey, I think I've shared this with Hakim before, like, this is a huge thing that played in my subconscious, you know, I'm always thinking about, okay, what if I perform horribly, you know, what if this this goes bad, what if this goes south, you know, like, I'm gonna, like, my cap is gonna drop and all my four years of yeah. hard work in uni will just, like, you know, be blow out of proportion and, like, that's where all these negative thoughts thoughts start coming and I think you and all of our listeners out there who have been students in Singapore will know that once these negative thoughts come it really cripples you Mm -hmm. to perform however you usually perform you know because these thoughts are scary because for you it's like this is something that it's important and you do want to perform Mm -hmm. and then you have all these expectations from yourself from your professor from your parents and god knows from where so I think like this prospect of failure is not something that we want to belittle but I think from my own experience, I, from my own experience, I just want to share that as opposed to like, because it's going to be there. Okay, let's yeah. admit it. Like, prospect of feeling is going to be there and it will play in your head, mm-hmm. either be it in a small proportion or in a big proportion. Yeah. But I think the thing that I had to learn myself in this thesis journey was to kind of flip the switch the other way around, which is, okay, I'm scared. I'm scared of failing. I'm scared of like flunking and everything. So I should actually channel that motivation to do better. 
or mm. to you know, you know like really focus on the thing that I'm doing. So I think like a lot of my friends and this for this I'm really really thankful that I had a lot of friends who like motivated me and supported me. So mm. I think one of my friends this specific friend keeps that reminding me that you know actually yes it's scary and yes the grade will determine so called my cap and like yeah. my whole four years of university life but the thing is and this is the grand truth that we know but it's so hard for us to accept is that we can't control our grade we really yeah. can't yeah. we can do our best but like the grade is not in our hands and what is in our hands is the thing that we submit or the thing that mm-hmm. we produce so i think like this reminder from my friend really 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 helped ground me like time and time again and it's not just like okay i tell you this once and you accept it you know yeah. it's like something that you constantly need to of remind course, yourself So for me, like, because this thesis journey was so long, I needed to tell myself that, okay, yes, I'm freaking scared out of my wits, but you know what? The least I can do is really focus on mm-hmm. what I can give and really just give my best in it. And then the great yeah. will come. You know, so yeah, this is just to kind of and acknowledge the fact that the prospect of failure is there, but it is yeah. us who can change our perspective yeah. to it. And I think it ties, well, ties nicely to the point of this podcast, which is that grades mm. do not define you as a person. For a lot of us, we tend to think that grades define us. For example, if we do well in a certain exam, oh, that means mm. that we are successful in one way or another. Mm. I mean, definitely that is that is some kind of a measure of success, but it doesn't make you that person. You see, for example, if mm. you are doing well in science, you are not immediately a scientist. For example, mm. it's not wholly defined. Yeah, it's not completely. Yeah. You are not completely your grades. For example, if you fail, yeah. for example, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means yeah. that maybe you do not understand certain key aspects of what the mm. professor is trying to test. Mm. It doesn't mean that you do not understand the field completely. It's just mm. maybe that you are missing out a certain strategy or a technique, for example, that the, pro- yeah. the professor wants. For example, yeah. if you're writing an essay, there is certain there is a certain uh, what's it called template or a certain uh, method yeah. for you to answer a question, and maybe mm. you don't you're not that student which answers that the question correctly, even though your mm. answers are right. So yeah. it doesn't really yeah, define you as. I'm talking about SSC. Huh? <laughs> I'm talking about SSC. Yeah, of course, lah. But it doesn't uh, look how far you've come since year <laughs> year one, Hakim. <laughs> yeah, but so so for our listeners out there, don't let grades define you. I I think that is what that has driven me, uh, until now. Uh, mm. I I I try not to let grades define me because, mm. at the end of the day, I realize that we need to put our interests or our passion. yeah our passion. On the pedestal more than mm. the grades itself, because mm. at the end of the day, the grades will not will only bring you somewhere, but passion or interest will drive you further. Yeah, mm. that is why a lot of of the if you example the successful people quote unquote successful people, mm. uh, mm. they do not most of them or yeah most of them do not finish university for example because they are driven by passion. They are they are mm. do, they do not want to be stuck in that structure where mm. where you are supposed to listen or you're supposed to answer in a certain way. Mm. And that structure do not allow them to grow. So if you want to grow, mm. I feel that follow your passion, follow your interests. Grades do not mm. define you. And mm. I think Noha said a very good point, which is about um, uh, what's it called knowing. Apa? <laughs> <laughs> wow, were you even oh, listening? No, no, I listened. <laughs> yeah, Fifty minutes, Hakim. <laughs> <laughs> about knowing that uh, that she has to remind herself that at the end of the day. Um, Apa? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you said something. Oh yeah. my goodness, Hakim! Wow, <laughs> this is basically ninety percent of our conversations. Me talking on and on, <laughs> not paying attention. But yeah, I think okay. As you think about that point, I think uh, I want to. Yeah, I mean, we talked about we talked about the prospect of failure, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. This idea that we there's a potential to fail, but then like, what about on the flip side? What about 
the instances where we actually do experience quote-unquote failure. So for example, yeah. not meeting our expectations mm. or getting a certain grade that for us, you know, isn't satisfactory based on certain reasons that we have or, you know, um, people telling us that, you know, some something that we did is not good enough, you know? Yeah, so like these situations are real also. So how, how, how then do we face this? You know, how then do we actually, you know what, if we fail, then what do we do? How do we mm. go about navigating this process? Yeah, mm. so... um. Yeah, I think for me, like, there's definitely been instances in my life where I performed, you know, b- worse than I expected. And, like, definitely where if I compare myself to others, okay, for example, like, in secondary school, okay, I think everybody knows this already. Like, I really suck at math. Like, I really do. Like, <laughs> primary school until JC, like, math has just, it's been That's my worst subject ever. And, like, I think I can show you every mm-hmm. single one of my student records that, you know, it's been, been my worst subject um, since mm-hmm. primary school. So, for me, that was that was if I think about failure math always comes in my head you know like I'm for me I'm a failure in math that's how I've been thinking throughout my life you know yeah so how exactly then when these things keep happening how exactly then do you pick yourself up how exactly do you mm-hmm. bounce back because it's really hard and mm-hmm. I mean if we were to acknowledge the impact that failure has it really sucks you know especially mm-hmm. as students who are pressured in this mm-hmm. society how do you tell yourself that it's okay when clearly it's not mm-hmm. yes. yeah it is definitely yeah. something that people are struggling with and there is no one clear answer because how you manage failure is is personal to each mm. to each and every one of you. Uh, like so for how me, do you do it? yeah, for me, uh, I discovered uh, I discovered uh, yeah, I've been reading books uh, about philosophy and stuff like that. So uh, as of late, I am uh, exploring the philosophy of stoicism. I mean, okay. I'm I'm sure a lot of you guys, uh, those that know me, know about this lah uh, because I always talk about it and stuff like that which is mm. uh, the mentality that one should have in terms of in terms when you are facing failures, for example. Uh, and in this case, since we are talking about failure, I think it's, it's, it's nicely. Lah. So stoicism mm. is basically a philosophy whereby uh, the fundamental understanding of it, which is uh, control what you can and and ignore what you cannot. For example, like you mm. control what you what is within your control and whatever mm. that is not within your control, you just put it aside. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you do not want to be worried about what you cannot control because you cannot control that regardless of what you do. Mm. But for the things that you can control, which is, for example, studying hard, for example, mm. putting, a, putting some time to put in some effort in the work that you want to do, mm. uh, and mm. so on and so forth, that is within your control. Mm. But for example, things that are not within your control, for example, your professor's method of marking, that is not within your control. Mm. For example... Mm. Uh, sometimes uh, the environment that you have is not uh, is not conducive enough. That is not within your mm. control. Mm. Uh, and also, so many other things are uh, which are not within your control. Yeah, many other factors. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you should just focus on what you can control because mm. uh, that is when change happens. If you do not mm. put in the effort, or you do not put in. Uh, the time and you do mm. not put in the you do not try to change those things you will not grow as a person yeah mm. and then, then you tend to worry on things that will never change regardless of what you think yeah, so there is so stoicism has been, always been much of my accompanying uh, philosophy that I always rely on mm. which I realize that it has made me a lot of a lot more calmer as a person uh, because mm. <laughs> I do not I do not worry about things mm. that is not within my control yeah and so I mean I'm sure for those of you that know me knows that I tend to be much like, too relaxed sometimes because I know that it's not within my control so I do not, not mm. care about it as much as okay. I should or as much as other people are. 
worried yeah. about it. Yeah. I think maybe talking about things that we can't control, maybe uh, I want to talk about this idea of comparing ourselves with others because I'm definitely guilty of that, you know, especially in arts, right? So some of you in FSS may know that it's an environment, uh, the, the discipline is an environment where you need constant discussion, you need constant yeah. exchange perspective so there's this idea of class participation right you know so like in a seminar or in a tutorial like like i guess the idea is that those who speak more are those who like will perform better i guess you know that's like the that's like the preconceived notion so i guess for me as a year one that really pressured me a lot into thinking that i had to talk a lot and stuff like that Mm. and although like i do talk a lot and obviously my friends would know that I love sharing in class. I think in as a young year one and year two, it really crippled me because it made me think that, oh man, if I speak and my point is like really shallow and, you know, kind of stupid sounding, then that would mean that my contribution is actually yeah. like, you know, when yeah. actually that shouldn't be the case because that is your contribution and you shouldn't mm-hmm. compare whatever you said to something that someone intellectual or something or something that something intellectual that somebody else said. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea of like comparing yourself to others and kind of looking at yourself in an inferior lens will not change anything mm-hmm. because then you will always be stuck in that like paradigm yeah. of like I can't be better because there will always be mm-hmm. someone better than me. Mm-hmm. And I think like all of us know this, you know, like there's this saying that in this world there is always somebody better than you. Definitely, like, definitely. You yeah. are not the best in any one thing that you do. So I think mm-hmm. uh, going back to what Hakim said, like you can't control that. So what you can control is just you from the past and you and you from the yeah. present. So if you can be better than mm-hmm. the year one you or the year two you, then that's already something that is progress on your part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, going back to this idea of mm-hmm. failure. So for example, if you have expectations that you haven't met, how can you navigate that? So is it your expectations that need to change or is it your mm-hmm. performance that needs to, you know, mm-hmm. tweak somehow for, in order for you to meet that expectation? So I guess this whole point goes back to you, you know, mm-hmm. like you are the one who needs to kind of figure something out or kind mm-hmm. of like negotiate something with yourself mm-hmm. in order to reach those expectations. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I think this is definitely not something that is sweeping for yeah. everyone. Everyone has different methods, everyone has different circumstances and I'm sure whatever we're saying now may not even be applicable to some people mm-hmm. because of certain, um, what do you call that, circumstances or environment that they have. Yeah. But I think for the most part, a lot of us forget that actually we do have the power to change something you know, for us, you know, we do have the power to do better or, you know, fix something. And I guess we always forget that. And we always think, oh no, if this happens, then we will fail. When actually like maybe failure will actually help us get better in Mm -hmm. that thing that we're doing. Yeah, but but it doesn't doesn't mean, for example, like those people who, for example, all of us definitely will experience failure in our lives. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be something that uh, prevents us from developing and strengthening ourselves to Mm -hmm. succeed. Because Mm -hmm. if you do not, I mean, there is a saying like, whereby if you do not experience failure, you will not succeed. Because yeah. only through yeah. failure that we learn a lot of different yeah. things. For example, yeah. if you just want to talk about uh, strictly about education, mm-hmm. uh, if we fail in a certain module, for example, mm-hmm. maybe that shows something about uh, maybe our understanding. We, are, we have some certain mm-hmm. laps in our understanding for mm-hmm. that module, for example. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we are not good as a person yeah. in other yeah. aspects. Yeah. That module might not be for you, but another module might be. Yeah. So, for yeah. example, for some of I know some of my friends who change, uh, change their major mm-hmm. halfway uh, throughout mm. university, and it doesn't mean that they are not good uh, in any in all the majors that are available. It just means mm. that maybe that field is not for them. Yeah. Yeah. So that is so, and then at the end of the day, they succeed. So mm. that is something about failure. Failure should be that 
thing that allows us to develop ourselves as a person, allow mm. us to grow further as a person, mm. and it shouldn't uh, prevent us from uh, becoming better. It mm. can be definitely it will be a setback for all of us. I mean, I'm sure Noah and me have experienced before. Like, yes, yeah. us behind for so long, and then after yeah. that, but but by understanding that it's a learning process. Mm. Failure can bring us so far. So, for example, those that never tasted failure before, they will be, they will never survive uh, adulthood. For example, because mm. adulthood is just about failing, about trying. Because nobody has that rule book in in life. Mm. So, if yeah. you experience failure now, think of it mm. as a good thing. Think of it mm. as a good thing that we can become a better person. We can grow yeah. as a person. Yeah. So, inshallah, think- don't worry lah. Don't worry about that. Inshallah, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think um, maybe bringing this back to the idea of passion or like interest, yeah. right? I think just to share like, uh, there's this, okay, so Hakim mentioned about film modules, right? And I've taken a lot of film modules in my yeah. four years of university life. And as Hakim would know, I really, really love it. Like, I really yeah. love, and all my friends, would, uh, my lit friends, yeah. you know, I really love taking film mods because they are really interesting in that they make you open your eyes to the thing that you consume every day, which is, you know, mm. media, film, movies, um, TV, dramas, yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, so there's this specific module that I took, Intro to Film Studies, which is a level two mod. And like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, these are, these are the facts, okay? I feel like throughout the whole module, I've been like at my best performance, you know? I speak every time in class and like, you know, I do the test well and everything. And I just feel like on top of the world whenever I'm yeah. in this mod, in the tutorials. And the most important thing is I freaking enjoy it. I love it yeah. so much. Okay? But, so when the final essay came rolling around, I struggled with it so much because at that point, I was, strugg- I was straddling two essays at once. Yeah. One level four essay and one level two essay, which is this essay. And so, lo and behold, after like weeks and weeks of like giving my heart and soul to this module, I finally got the grade for this final essay and I got a B minus. Okay, and before all of you scream at my face, okay, <laughs> okay, listen, uh, these are personal expectations. For me, a B minus is something that I feel is bad because I know that I can do better. And I know that for the level of passion that I've put into this module, a B minus is not reflective of my actual interest and my actual passion in this module. But I do acknowledge, and this is something that's very important, I do acknowledge that compared to the other essay that I needed to do, for this essay, I definitely didn't put as much effort because I knew that I needed to focus on the other essay. So does this reflect the fact that I've been horrible throughout the whole module? No, because I know that I've put in my effort for all of the weeks in the tutorials and everything else. So this was an an interesting example for me because for some reason, in my whole university life, even though I got B-, which was like the lowest I've ever gotten at that point of time, I didn't feel angry or I didn't feel sad. Because I know that at the end of the day, I freaking enjoyed this module and I really loved it. And I know that it was my own effort or lack of it that made me get that grade. So it's something like that, you know. It's not so much that that final grade determines your whole entire life. But what it does is it makes you reflect on, you know, your own efforts, the things, the thought process you put into it and all the various other factors that you know does not reflect yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's just something I wanted to share because like I know <laughs> and all my friends can vouch for this, like I'm super dramatic when it comes to grades and everything. So yeah. I know for me that was a huge learning point because I didn't regret taking that module at all and mm-hmm. I really, really loved it. So yeah, I just wanted to share that at the end of the day, your grades may be one thing, but your passion should always remain. And if yeah. anything, failure should be something that eggs you on and makes you like, you know, convince yourself that actually, yeah, this is my passion. And the reason I know this is because even though I fail, I still like it. I still yeah. want to do better. You know? Yeah. So maybe those are some indicators that, you know, kind of in show you that actually your passion is in this area or in, in that area. 
And I think it ties yeah. nicely to our uh, the perspective of a Muslim perspective because this is something mm. also that my mom, my mom always teaches us uh, at home, mm. which is to put mm. in effort, which is to usaha, and then you mm. you doa, and after that you tawakkal. Mm. So mm. usaha means to put in effort. Doa means mm. you supplicate and ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to make sure that uh, to ensure that uh, inshallah whatever results that uh, that comes out for us is for the best mm. and tawakkal mm. lah. So uh, inshallah and then just hope for the best and mm. have husnul zaman in him lah. So that is yeah. something that uh, I, I guess all of us can take away. It's also a reminder for myself and know how also, yeah. whereby um, if we do not, we, it's a it's a it's a complete equation. So we need to put in effort, mm-hmm. we need to do and then we just need to mm. uh, hope for the best. Yeah, and that is something that we can take away lah for all of us also mm. who's listening. Yeah. Especially. And I think um, just to give a disclaimer, like obviously we are not saying that, you know, embrace failure and like fail yeah. every single time, you know. Of course, it comes with the effort that you put in, how your strategy in mm-hmm. doing things and everything. And mm-hmm. it is only in the final result that you cannot control that you mm-hmm. accept, you know, like Allah's larger yeah. decision yeah. or divine plan. And I think that's something that I always, always, always have to remind myself, like being someone who is like neurotic and, you know, crazy obsessed with my own plans in life. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when, Allah doesn't give us what we think we need or what we yeah. think is best for us, we become angry or we become disappointed yeah. when actually the secrets are all in Allah's hands and we don't know. So yeah. perhaps it is that failure which will bring us closer to something that's better yeah. for us, but it is just hidden from our wisdom. So yeah, that's something that I always keep telling myself and this always makes me feel like, okay, you know what? This is out of my reach and I need to accept it. Mm-hmm. But then in the next round, I'll do better and I'll try my best. So yeah, and, um, I and guess... this is something that Uh, I mean, we can talk so much more about the education system and everything like that. Mm. But just for this podcast, I think the focus is on failure as to we mm. shouldn't let failure define us as a person. We shouldn't let mm. it uh, affect us as much as, uh, as, as as much as it would affect us. More like. than it should, yeah. Yeah, more than it should. Because inshallah, everything will be fine. Everything is within his hands. Everything is mm. his plan. So as long mm. as put in effort, Uh, and we doa and tawakal inshallah everything will be mm-hmm. fine so for a lot of our year ones and year two listeners uh, out there uh, mm-hmm. don't worry university is not going to be easy but it's also not going to be uh, inshallah it's, it's not impossible easy. yeah it's not impossible yeah. inshallah it'll be fine uh, inshallah at the end of the day and at the end of the four years you realize that uh, it was a good experience and then uh, whatever the struggle that you go through made you a better person Rega- mm-hmm. uh, regardless whether it's a uh, Uh, education based or whether it's experience life yeah, yeah through life and everything like that yeah yeah so so returning back to um the point in the beginning which is 9th june our results release uh, <laughs> yeah inshallah i think all, we just like to wish everyone all the best um mm-hmm. uh wanaja i'm sure all of us have put in the best effort that we could and mm-hmm. i guess a reminder to myself first and foremost and Hakim obviously that um, it is the learning that is important and yeah. I know it sounds cliche and I know it sounds easier said than done but again perhaps it is the reminder that we always need to continue to tell ourselves that you know we're doing this for a larger reason you know not yep. so much for itself but you know for the, 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 the <laughs> wow I'm stuttering for the larger reason of you know attaining his pleasure and mm-hmm. um, getting this knowledge in order to benefit others definitely yeah. So yeah, can't wait for 9th June. Uh, that will be the final result. Yeah, uh, final results. Finally, we're all, we're all that real. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think just a message to our juniors. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to mm-hmm. um, experience the rest of your four years here in NUS. Four years or longer, depending yeah. on what you plan to do after. So yeah, I think if I were to tell myself something, um, it's really to just purely enjoy and cherish all my time 
in uni because you'll yeah. never get it back, you know, yeah. and it will end at some point. So yeah. be it grades or life or CCA yeah. or whatever, just please cherish all the time that you have now. Yeah. Coming yeah. from an old and... <laughs> and yeah, and both of us are already missing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, with that, thank you so much for listening to our podcast and we hope that you guys have have gained as much knowledge or as much yeah. information and tips and tricks from us uh, as much as we have talked about uh, yeah. failure and everything like that. Uh, yeah. And again, Selamat Hari Raya, Maaf Zahidu Batin and hopefully everybody have a good Shawal, uh, last few weeks of Shawal, inshallah. And inshallah. also, um, for those of you who are, who will be entering, uh, we'll be continuing into NUS next year. Uh, mm-hmm. All the best. Uh, hopefully you guys stay tuned to our podcast, Refame.fm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.